Tie in with this Hong Kong life, a podcast by Kelly Support Group. You're listening to This Hong Kong Life, a podcast of stories and conversations with everyday youth across Hong Kong. Every week, we bring you episodes that reflect the authentic voices of our local youth, sharing their thoughts and feelings of growing up and living in the city we call home. Welcome to season seven. Very often, when we look at something, we are merely taking in the tip of an iceberg. There is always more, much, much more, to what we can see. I'm Renee. The youth host of this Hong Kong life. I will talk to other young people like me and discover what's under the surface. So, hello guys, welcome back to another episode. Today we have Mel and Vivian from the Unlabeling Effect here, and today we're going to surround the topic of emotional baggage. Hello. Hi. Thank you, Renee, and thank you, the Kelly Support Group, for having us here. So we are the Unlabeling Effect. We are like a mental wellness podcast uh, where Vivian, Risha, and myself open up uncomfortable conversations, especially on mental wellness, mm-hmm. um, in the hope to create more of a supportive and empowering community. So there's an official definition of emotional baggage, right? Mm. How about we run through that first, and then we can see like what Renee thinks. Yeah, yeah sure. And I'll give my own definition. Yeah, because <laughs> emotional baggage usually refers to unfinished. Emotional triggers mm. or traumas or pain or difficulties where we feel like we cannot empty up space in our mind. I personally usually think about how like emotions have been suppressed for a long time, mm. and even though if we think we have released everything out, there's still a part that stays in our mind, mm-hmm. which. Bothers us, I'd mm, say. Mm. Yeah, it's very similar to how I see the definition. It's yeah. like I feel like they're unresolved or or unspoken mm-hmm. or unchanneled mm. emotions, and that's based on the trauma that you experienced mm. as a child. And I think there's a stigma that when people talk about trauma, they think that oh, it must be something that's like PTSD or something, yeah. but. It can be such a small thing mm-hmm. that you just you just haven't let go or mm-hmm. haven't like passed it through your system. I think it's either like from the past or fear of the future, mm-hmm. like fear of something that mm-hmm. might happen. But the fear could also be caused by previous trauma. Mm-hmm. I think like it's not only about like trauma, but how someone. Drastically has like a change in their life, and they are not happy with their old self. I think that's mm. also like part of an emotional baggage, right? Mm. Like people cannot accept the changes, and they still have like, okay, for example, if this person was always worried about like how he used to look, and mm. he still thinks that he looks like that, even though physically he has changed in a way. So I feel like that person somehow. Has some suppressed feeling mm. in his or her mind. It's like body shaming from yeah. other people. Uh, it's just like lack of self confidence. Yeah, like, I mm. guess especially like 
at your age. Yeah. Um, I remember my time in school like, at that time. People were so body conscious. Even like you know what I used to be so skinny, like extremely oh. skinny, and oh. people would verbally like joke about how skinny I was. Oh, and no. then you were the opposite. <laughs> and so like either way, like you would still have those body shaming. Uh, yeah, I think like experience. I was really stuck in your memory because when I was like younger, I used to be like a really really chubby kid. Mm-hmm. But until today, I've started exercising. Playing sports mm. and like building muscles, even yeah. now it's my goal. And I still feel like part of me is like that. I'm still the fat kid in school. You still feel yeah. like yeah. And it's actually like not only me because me and like my close friend, mm. we also share the same problem. We mm. went through this process together, but both of us are still very conscious about how people are still gonna think. They're the chubby kid forever. Yeah. yeah, it's part of your identity. Yeah, it's part somehow. of my identity. And so yeah. this is like your self-talk sometimes, or yeah. your self-thought. Yeah, and sometimes like my close friends, sometimes we do avoid this conversation, but then we feel like, yeah, no matter how much they eat, they're not going to be fat, but when we mm. eat, we're going to be fat. How do you express that then? Like, are you still like managing it right now, or you think you're in a very different place? I personally think it's actually both. Like oh, sometimes I'll still be like, "Am I over this? Am mm. I over this phase?" But then mm. sometimes I'm like, "Yeah, I'm not the old self anymore. I've changed." Mm. Yeah. So it's like the stability um, of the mindset varies depends on where you stand. That's like, why it's that called day. baggage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's true. It like cause even till now, we always on our podcast we talk yeah. about self-doubt so we talk about self-confidence because you need to build that strength in mind you know to constantly remind yourself who you are what you are like why are you doing this like you know where you stand but it takes so long even we struggle i can think back when i was like in school all those little voices you Mm -hmm. know of what people say or because you you haven't established that like, you're still trying to become someone that you want to be, right? Yeah, yeah. So you have a lot of noises at the back, and when people try to tell you, oh, you're fat, or oh, you're not looking good in this dress, mm-hmm. and those really affect you because you don't have that stability or anchor in your mind just yet to say, mm-hmm. no, like I look great in this, don't say that to me, and you're not in the place to say that. I didn't have the voice then to state my boundaries mm-hmm. to the people that I think they were not in a place that they should say things like that. Right, right, yeah, I yeah. do agree with you, because like, maybe when that, what I mentioned happened, mm-hmm. we were still like kids, so people technically, they do not care, really care about like, boundaries, right, because yeah. we do not understand, but now like since we're like all older, and I mm-hmm. feel like we're starting to understand what's behind everything, and mm-hmm. I think like that's how the, like the emotional baggage is slowly fading away. I think my current emotional baggage that I hope to address, it's like actually my anxiety with exams. I've experienced like physical sickness and mental sickness. I I couldn't sleep. I cry on my own at night. And like even in exams, I sweat sometimes, mm-hmm. like, and then my hands keep like shaking, and I couldn't do big exams because mm-hmm. I was like so, so, so nervous. Because like, mm-hmm. I always have this thing. I tell myself if I do not do well in this exam, it's gonna ruin, like, everything for mm-hmm. me. In your past experience, you must have performed not so well, like yeah. either hockey or exams. So, yeah. were your parents really, really like 
Did they give you a hard time? My parents did give me a hard time. Right. Because, like, my parents, they value education a lot. And I think, like, since I have siblings that's around my age, mm -hmm. and then so I often get compared to my older sibling, actually. Mm -hmm. And then, like, I know we're built differently, but then mm -hmm. at the same time, I feel like I think I should appreciate who I am, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of like going at, oh yeah, I'm not as good as him. Mm -hmm. I'm not as good as my like yeah older sibling. Because I remember <laughs> Viv mentioned that sometimes you would have an image mm -hmm. that your parents are always right, or your parents just know the way to deal with their kids, but actually it's not. They don't. And know, yeah. you mentioned that you know what? Sometimes you have to be the parent. Yeah, for like of your parents, for yeah. because you are at the best stage of life right now to really like make so many changes in mm -hmm. your future if you yeah, want to. You know, every move that you choose, like you can, you don't have much pressure in a sense that you don't have to be financially independent mm -hmm. or you know you don't have to care for anyone else. Mm -hmm. But from your academic like side of things, the pressure is as much as. A working person, mm. you know, it's yeah, just a different yeah. type of pressure, yeah. especially when you constantly I think that's being like compared. A cycle in life. Yeah. Yeah, like we all have that cycle in life. But do you Jeremy. like compare? Do, do sorry, but do you communicate with your parents? Like when you when they make you feel a mm. certain way, like do you have a safe space to talk to them and to I have? do open up to mm. my parents. But then I feel like they're pretty good listeners mm -hmm. because, like, given that my parents, they have actually went through the same mm -hmm. thing as me with, like, grandparents. So mm -hmm. I feel like they do understand me a lot. But sometimes they just, like, unconsciously, like, said something. Mm -hmm. So then, right. like, they didn't even, like, realize themselves. Mm -hmm. And I would also, like, dig a little bit deeper. Mm -hmm. Like, because I went through, like, a very lost stage in my life like you you've said that you are a very competitive person mm -hmm. and for us maybe we're in a stage where we want to like achieve so much in our career too yeah. you know but then actually it's the same thing it stems from i want to prove something mm. of myself yes. but then why is that why can't like what made you what's the first time that you experienced or had this thought like oh, I want to win, or like, oh, I need to outperform, you know, like a co-host Rita, like it's one of her like long-term struggle, uh, long-time struggle, mm -hmm. it's that she constantly wants to outperform everyone, and then she burns out, and then, you know, I and I think it all comes back to like a self-worth thing, mm -hmm. I'm interested to know like, how, how are you building your sense of self-worth? Thank you so much, Renee and the Kelly Support Group. Thank you for having me here today. Thank you for listening. This Hong Kong Live is an initiative of Kelly Support Group. We are a youth organization empowering young people to reach their full potential in Hong Kong. If you like the show, please subscribe and get new episodes every week. We would love to hear from you nominate yourself or friend to share next. Drop us a note at hklife at kelly.org. See you next time.